You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast, Episode 8. On this episode, learn the shifting behaviors for becoming an employee to an owner and talk to our special guest, Terry Krusen. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of Mind Your Own Business, a guide to driving success and balancing life. This is a chance to get real life learnings from actual business owners, executives, and business leaders who've actually been out there. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary Ellen. Hello, everyone. So, Mary Ellen, we're just going to dive right in. We're just, we're just going to jump into it. You recently did a major career shift in terms of both, you know, organization and responsibility. So, I just, I, I kind of have to ask, you know, what was one of the things that you were most nervous about in making this transition? Great question. For me, part of it was my comfort zone. I mean, I had been in the industry for over 12 years, so I was viewed as the expert. So leaving that comfort and coming on to a new industry and having to learn that industry and then taking on additional responsibilities as well. I mean, was there a point where you just almost didn't make the leave where you just kind of sitting there and weighing both options and both hands like I should do this or I shouldn't do this and you just kind of maybe went you know, maybe, maybe I just shouldn't, I just shouldn't make this decision. Uh, great. Another great <laughs> question <laughs> uh, for the simple fact that yes, um, I actually went back and forth. Um, I'd have to say for almost three months. I mean, I was talking about the position for six and then there was that, you know, I was on, then I was changing my mind. Um, I really enjoyed the industry I was in. I am a very loyal person. So for me, I didn't take the change lightly. I think for me that just just the thought of change kind of freaks me out. People think, people think that, you know, being in design and marketing and all that fun stuff that you really enjoy change. I, I enjoy the creativity, but change scares me to death. I mean, it's, it's hard enough time. Like it's hard enough to even decide what to eat for dinner, you know, half the time, you know, well, I, I, I'm, I'm a planner. I plan, you know, the meals out, you know, a week in advance. And, you know, just last night I was planning on making salmon and my girlfriend was like, Oh no, let's have steak. And I, for about five seconds, I legitimately, you know, almost had a panic attack. So the thought of transitioning into like a major career change like that, you know, I, I can't really fathom that. I like systems. I like consistency you know, uh, things of that nature. So, you know, how did you have to shift your mindset and uh, kind of leadership for that kind of transition? For me, I actually enjoy change. So I'm a little um, different than you that I actually very, very much more different. Yes, yes, we are different. That's why we get along so well. This is true. (laughs) But anyways, so the change, um, is something that excites me. For me, it was really, I've always been a great team player and always take on um, a lot of responsibility, a lot of tactical components of anything. And in this position, I have to do that. I have to roll up my sleeves and help the team. But I also have to be thinking of what next. So working on instead of in, I know that's a common thing. I'm a great working in. Um, I'm also a great working on I just needed to focus on that more. 
So the whole strategy component, the whole leadership and making sure that my vision is what benefits the entire company, not just me gotcha. or not just my small mm -hmm. team. Cause now it's a, it's a company. Are there things that you wished you would have known then that you know now that you think might've actually made that transition a little easier? Um, absolutely. The transition was a little difficult for me because of, like I said, being in an industry for so long and being so loyal. So I, I wish that I would have just thought about the next level of, of development for me more hmm. than I would have thought about who I'm possibly might be letting down. Cause I'm very loyal. So when I left, there was that guilt. Right. Um, and you know, now being here and seeing how I can make a difference, especially with small business owners, um, it's very rewarding. So I wish I would have probably focused more on the future and less on the past, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. So my experience got me thinking about small and medium business owners uh, that I've worked with over the years and how they left the corporate world to become an independent owner hmm. and that transition and how dynamic that had to be for them. Um, for me, you know, it, it was a changing careers. Right. Um, I don't know if I can imagine going from, you know, getting that consistent paycheck and then giving that up, walking yeah. away and having to be solely responsible for yourself. There's a lot of fear there. Yeah, tons of fear. So it made me start thinking about what support they would need. And here at Mind Your Own Business, we really like to bring those types of topics to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I would love to introduce our next um, subject matter expert on this particular topic, Terry Cruzen. Terry brings extensive experience in business and sales coaching leadership development, personal and professional development. He is also a speaker and business facilitator. So welcome, Terry. Well, thank you for uh, letting me be here. It's a real honor. Why don't you give the audience a glimpse into your work experience and your history working with small business owners? Sure. Um, well, most recent is that I've been uh, part of the Growth Coach organization. Uh, and so that's given me a lot of opportunity over these past five years to get in front of a lot of small business owners. But it really goes uh, much deeper and farther back than that. Um, I spent 25 years with the U.S. Postal Service in their marketing and sales arena and really did work with customers of all sizes. But uh, specifically in those last few years, had a big concentration on the small business owner. Uh, so that was an area that you know, I felt we needed to touch a little bit more, and I was really glad to be a part of that team. And even prior to that, um, going back <laughs> into the 80s and uh, before, I was in the part of the broadcaster, the radio business, and uh, transitioned from being on air, <clears throat> excuse me, from being on air into actually uh, working in radio sales, general advertising. So obviously the lifeblood of any small radio station <laughs> or media market station is the advertisers and uh, they are usually the local people uh, who bring you the majority of your revenue. So lots of experience, uh, probably getting into the 30s and 40 years uh, worth of experience uh, being in front of small business owners in one way or another. That's great. Thank you for sharing. Um, as I described earlier, Terry, 
I had a few challenges myself, switching jobs, going from one organization to another, and changing roles. What struggles have you seen when people make the decision to, you know, leave the corporate world and become their own business owner of a small or maybe even medium-sized business? Well, I think there's always some surprises uh, that come immediately, even if we think we're prepared. And one of the things I like to say, and it's somewhat tongue-in-cheek, I realize, but um, there is no field of dreams except for the movie, uh, meaning that just because you build, don't necessarily come. And a lot of times when we come up with an idea or we get the idea to go into a small business, uh, we are very success-minded and we can picture a successful outcome but not quite ready for the fact that uh, a good idea alone or being very good at, at what we do uh, and what service or product that we're going to offer uh, is not the big differentiator. Uh, what we really need to do is to adjust our mindset to realize it's going to be a hard road. Uh, if it does, if it is one of those things of the build of dreams type, if you build something and they automatically come, then hey, more power to you. I think it's the mindset of understanding it's going to be a tough road, but it could be worth it. Well, Terry, what do you think uh, are some things that they should be prepared for when they're wanting to make this transition? Well, I think one of the biggest ones is you have to go with what I call the 100% rule, and that is is that regardless of what happens, it is your business, and you're 100% as the owner, you're 100% responsible for the outcome of that business, for the success and, and for the failure. And uh, even though there's many things that pop up that we've all experienced that are beyond our control, uh, ultimately it's something that we uh, are 100% responsible for. What normally happens, and most of us have been trained to be employees at some time or another, and so we think in terms of decision making and uh, we've become pretty good in some cases. We might even have been uh, senior management, uh, which what I was considered to be you know, within the Postal Service. So decision-making skills are considered to be really great. Um, but sometimes you have to realize that as a small business owner, one bad decision can hurt you greatly or in some cases put you completely out of business, where in the more of a, a larger corporate type environment, it's very unlikely that a, a bad decision or a wrong decision is going to bring down the whole organization. But there is that possibility that a series of decisions uh, as a business owner can do that very thing. So you have to be prepared for the fact that being 100% responsible and being ready to take the, on that responsibility, knowing that that's what it's going to take to grow a small business. That's great insight. So, you know, you've touched on a couple things so far. Mindset, 100% responsibility. What are some other key behavior shifts that might need to take place as someone shifts from being an employee, basically, to an owner? I think the first one is you have to embrace this model of continuous improvement, both in your personal life and in your business. Um, many times, you know, people are very accomplished in what they've done in their, their careers uh, or in the work that they may be transitioning out of. Uh, but there is a very specific concentration that has to take place when you're a small business owner. Uh, there's new things that you have to learn all the time. So you have to be open to a continuous improvement, which usually comes from reading uh, materials, uh, listening to successful people through podcasts uh, like this and other types of CDs and materials that are out there, 
but very importantly is that association. Uh, sometimes we've only operated within a certain group or within relationships on our job without understanding that we have to expand all those relationships on more of a community type level to get to know people and understand that even though you are a, let's say, beginning, a solo business owner, which can be a very lonely place, by the way, <laughs> you need the help <laughs> and you need the relationships of other people if you're really going to ultimately be successful. So I think that that is, you need to be prepared to be able to understand the fact that you're going to have to constantly improve yourself, uh, again, both on the personal and on the business, and be prepared to make an investment in your business. Your business is not a job. It's not something, the difference I always say is that with you, if your income stops when you stop working, then you have a job. And in some cases, as business owners, you just happen to own a job. But the idea is to build something that is going to last, something that has residual value, and something that you can get paid for somewhere down the line. So being prepared for the fact that you are going to be in for the long haul um, in order to make that happen, I think makes a big difference as well. Yeah, those, those are really some great key points. One of the things you, you stated really resonated with me, and that's being that one-man show or maybe a two-man show when you're starting up and how lonely that can be. Do you have recommendations for uh, business owners as they're starting up as how can they engage and you know, who should they be engaging with? Well, and that's a great question, Mary Ellen, and I, I appreciate you asking it because my philosophy really harkens back to the same, that, uh, same way that I really treated my children when going to college, and, and that was when they were picking a major or picking a career, and <laughs> you know how that can be. 17 years old, you're mar marched into the counselor's office, and you're asked, uh, okay, kid, you know, what would you like to do? with the rest of your life. And then obviously the longer you've lived, you realize how preposterous it really is to know exactly what you would want to do at age 17. And so the thing that I always had recommended to them is to find someone in the career that you think that you want to be in, not somebody who's studied it, not somebody who teaches it, somebody who's doing it, and really find out what are the ins and outs of that specific career. And I would say the same thing to a, a business owner coming in is to find somebody who is doing something uh, either similar, uh, you know, complementary maybe, but not competitive, because you're certainly not going to get a lot of competitive secrets. But don't be afraid to sit down with people and understand what some of their experiences are. Because what you're going to find out in this loneliness, as we say, of business ownership, is you're going to need relationships. You're going to need those people who have gone before you. And, and they really serve as mentors as well. Uh, the other thing I would recommend is seeking out what business organizations are available. Uh, the most obvious is usually the Chamber of Commerce that's in the town that people operate in. I always think that should be one of your first stops because they can certainly open the door to some of the other business organizations that are going on. So you need to, I think, sit down with people who are doing it, people hopefully, people that you know are successful and uh, begin to learn from them how you're going to embrace those principles in your own business. Well, I tell you what, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. 
Mind Your Own Business is sponsored by The Growth Coach. The Growth Coach is a franchise organization that's comprised of business coaches from all over the globe that focuses on business and sales coaching for small to medium-sized businesses. These coaches help guide the success of business owners, managers, and sales teams primarily in a group coaching format. Thanks to The Growth Coach. All right, and we're back with Terry Crusant. Now, uh, Terry, can you tell us a little bit more about someone that you've worked with who was struggling through this transition, um, you know, and what you were, what your coaching kind of did to kind of help them get through it? Sure. Uh, I think a really great example is um, I met a young lady almost at the same time I was launching my business. Uh, she was launching hers, and uh, she, like a lot of people, uh, had been kind of forced out, a uh, corporate buyout, so to speak, and so she almost wasn't a voluntary business owner in the, begin, uh, in the beginning, I should say, but what she did do was she looked at her situation and she tried to uh, say, okay, what am I passionate about? What do I really want to do? Which is a place where many people start uh, to work from their business. And uh, so she decided that she would open a travel agency. Um, and when I began to talk with her, she really thought that her most immediate need was to learn how to effectively market her business, which is extremely important, and most small business owners do <laughs> underestimate the importance of marketing and sales. But she thought that right. was her primary goal or her primary need. Uh, and so she became part of uh, one of my first sales mastery. And as we were going through the sales mastery material and through the mindset uh, discussions, through the mastermind discussions, she really discovered that the biggest hurdle was that she was working in, but on, and that her mindset was to take care of business, to make money today uh, that she could use today without really embracing the fact that you have to work on that business long range, make the plan. It's more than just the technical tendency, as I call it, of the job that you do. In other words, she was great uh, in, as a travel planner. It was a passion. It was something she knew something about, but not so good at lining up all of the vision and the systems and some of the things that would need to be in place. So even though, like I said, she thought that sales and marketing was her primary need, uh, she the big aha moment uh, for her was when she discovered, boy, I need to work on this business, spend more time working, a little less time working in, and uh, I think that was a key shift for her, and that took her in a whole new direction, and she's doing very well, you know, here these five years later. Great. Yeah, now that's great insight, and I myself have seen that uh, same behavior. So with that being said, when you're working with all of these small business owners, have you ever come across or that that person that really maybe shouldn't have moved forward. Is there anything they can do ahead of time before taking the leap of faith to determine if they're the right type of person to be successful as a small business owner? Because some people are very tactical and do a great job working in. And to your point, the working on can be a challenge time-wise, but even skill set wise. So are there any tips as far as when a person's wanting to make that leap, if they have the right behaviors for that? Yeah, I, I think, first of all, you really have to sit down and do an honest uh, gut check, you know, with yourself. And I think the two questions that you have to ask yourself is, are you passionate 
about what you're about to do or what you're about to undertake. And the second uh, most obvious is, are you willing to work hard at it? And are you willing to do what it takes to make that business work? And, and if you can answer yes in a very reasonable way to those two questions, and I think it's very similar to what I talked about before, I think you need to get out and find some people who are actively building a business, and in this case, it doesn't have to be a business like your own, but who are actively building a business and talk to them realistically, and trust me, they'll be happy to tell you about most of the pitfalls and some of those things that they experienced in their business. And then you have to measure that back up against, against your gut check and say, okay, am I willing to put in that time? Am I willing to put in the effort? Am I willing to do what it takes to make this business work? Because the difference between, again, being an employee and being a business owner is the difference between a sprint and a marathon. Um, you have to have a marathon mindset that this is going to take some time, that there's going to be some hurdles and some uh, things that pop up uh, that can sometimes make you feel utterly defeated. Uh, so if your mindset is such that you're not willing to work, you're not willing to go uh, past some of your own comfort zones, which is one of the very first things we probably should have talked about, is breaking out of your own comfort zone, then I think, no, I, I don't think you're probably cut out to run a small business. But I say that very hardly because I, I'm of the opinion that the small business owner and medium-based business is really going to be the future of the new economy, and I think we see evidence of that. So, you know, as much as I would love to say that everybody has that opportunity and everybody to do it, uh, certainly by mindset and by honest appraisal, there are those people who just simply um, won't see it through and are probably better off not beginning the journey if they know that about themselves. Well, Terry, are, are there people out there, uh, some that are cut out for it, but just never have the courage to make that leap? And if so, you know, what advice would you give them? Oh, boy. I, I think that one really runs the gamut. Um, there are people out there who have dreams and desires. Uh, owning a small business, maybe we'll section it out, is just one of those. But I think it comes back to really looking, again, at your inner self and understanding your own passions and that yearn for freedom. Um, the one thing about small business is it does give you the opportunity to eventually get your time back, eventually to build something that is of a, a, a greater entity where you won't have to spend as much time as you did up front. Um, but I think the courage that people have to have you know, to, to make that leap really comes from the same as they would have for any dream. If somebody wants to learn a musical instrument, right, but they're not sure if they're cut out for it. If somebody wants to write a book and it's always been kind of pending in the back of their mind, then it comes down again to the courage or the, uh, the application of getting that done. But here's what I think, uh, honestly. There is a still small voice that echoes in the back of our mind so many times when it comes to this idea of being a business owner. And if this is something that you really can't get out of your head, but at the same time you're afraid to make that leap, then I think you just have to 
kind of bid up, you know, put on your big boy pants, bid up uh, your big girl pants, and take that first step towards finding out whether business ownership is for you. And again, I can't overemphasize finding people and mentors and folks who ha have already walked that path. It will save so much headache and so much time, you know, if we do that. Well, Terry, I really want to thank you for your insight and also ask you, where were you six months ago when I was transitioning to this new company? Um, you really uh, know, and it seems as if you've had firsthand experience in working with people as they become uh, small business, small, medium business owners and helping them through that transition. So I really want to thank you for your time. And uh, maybe we'll have a one on one conversation because it sounds like motivation is one of the key things to keep somebody moving forward. So thank you again. If you're in the Detroit area and you'd like to learn more from Terry, you can reach out to him by giving him a call at 734-718-1640. It looks like that's all the time we have for today. Terry, again, we'd like to thank you for your expert advice on joining us today. And Mary Ellen, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's never too late to implement some of those changes. So thanks everyone for listening. And as always, mind your own business. You're listening to Mind Your Own Business Podcast. 